Hello, good morning. It is another gorgeous day. It is Monday, the start of a new week. And today I wanted to talk about the concept of should I detach from the outcome? Especially when talking about living in the state of the wish fulfilled. And I want to say first that detaching from an outcome or detaching and not making something as important does not mean that you are letting go of the possibility, does not mean that you are letting go of the outcome that you want, doesn't mean that you are letting go of that person, doesn't mean that you are letting go of wanting to make money, doesn't mean that you are letting go of whatever it is that you are hoping to manifest. You're not letting go of the manifestation. When you detach from the outcome, and not even so much detach from the outcome, because if you're living in the end, in the state of the wish fulfilled, you have chosen that outcome, you have chosen that reality. And you are saying that that is the reality that you are living. You are already living it. You already have that felt feeling inside of you. And you are continuing to live in that felt feeling. You are continuing to experience those imaginal states of being and getting into the felt feeling. You are continuing to go into your your body, your mind, your subconscious mind, and your feelings... And you are continuing to say that you are confident and secure in the fact that what you want is already here. You already have it. You're already grateful for it. You're already grateful for whatever is already in your life. And therefore, you have gratitude for the fact that what you desire to manifest has manifested. You are living in the end. But what I mean by detaching and making something a little bit less important than just, um, oh, well, I want it, I desire it, it's got to happen. What I mean by detaching from it and making it less important is that you're not grasping at it and you're not continuing to ask for it. You're asking for it once And then you're going about your day. You're asking for it once. You're feeling it as if it's already done. And then you're going about your day. When I talk about detachment, I'm not saying to let go completely. You're not letting go of living in the end. But what you are doing is you are not creating this obsession within you, this attachment within you, this need, right? You're not living in the state of the desire. You're going into the intention. And you're affirming that what you intend to create is already done. So how can you detach and still live in the end of the wish fulfilled? One of the ways in which you can detach and still live in the end of the wish fulfilled is recognizing that you have asked. 
kind of that that process of ask, believe, receive, right? Recognizing that you have already asked, you have already put your intention out there into the universe, and then you believe that you receive. You get into that state where you say you envision, whether you want to close your eyes and meditate and visualize, whether you want to visualize by physically sketching it out. I know people who do that. Um, whether you want to visualize by scripting or any, any way that works for you. You can sit in that state. You can meditate on it. You can see what it looks like. You can see what that reality looks like. You can hold it within your gaze and you can feel it within your body. You can feel it within your heart center, within your um, nervous system, within every part of your body. You can feel your body radiating that energy of living in the end. And then when you come out of that meditative state, you still carry that feeling as you go about your day. And you do the things that make you happy and you do the things that you need to do for yourself. Such as if you are at home, for example, um, if you work during the week and you have your work week and you're in the office all week and then your weekends are your times to relax and unwind and you're at home and you know that you have your laundry to catch up on, your house to clean, um, different things like that, you can go into that meditative state at the start of your day and then feel that throughout your day and, you know, have a smile on your face and feel confident and secure and comfortable in the fact that the wish has already been fulfilled. And then as you are going about your day, you'll just continue to feel it. You'll just continue to radiate with that energy. Another way that you can detach and still live in the end is, and this is probably one of the more crucial ways, one of the bigger ways, is to take your desire off of a pedestal and to, this is one of the more, I guess, in a way, definitely more of that law of assumption way and that um, esoteric way maybe would be to take it off of a pedestal and instead of living and manifesting from the desire you know where you're constantly saying I want 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 but not actually doing anything to go out and get it or not actually you know living in the outer intention Um, where you say that it's already done and then you just move on about your day. Um, You take the desire off of the pedestal and you transmute the energy within yourself and then also therefore transmute the energy of what is around you and you change your conceptual relationship with what it is that you hope to manifest. For example, if your conceptual relationship at the moment is I want to be with this specific person and um, I know that this specific person loves me and I want them to love me and I want them to worship me and I want them to cherish me and I want them to be devoted to me and I want them to 
to start initiating contact more and I want them to text me. They're texting me, they're calling me, they're they're doing all of these things that I I envision them doing in my imaginal state. But you're focused on that imaginal state to a point where you create this reality for yourself where you're constantly checking the 3D. You may be constantly checking your phone to see if they've texted you or called you. Or you may be constantly checking their social media to see what they're doing. Or you may be constantly checking your social media to see if they've responded to anything that you've posted. Or you're constantly sending them memes or messages hoping to get a response and they haven't responded and they're keeping you on read or they're keeping you on delivered or they're just simply not responding and you know it's you sent them something last Tuesday and they still haven't responded to you and it's this Tuesday <laughs> um, you're checking the 3d reality and you're getting back into that state where you're like frantic And you're like, but why aren't they? But why aren't they? But why aren't they? But I want them to, but I want them to. You are energetically pushing them away because you are acting from a place. You are acting from a state of being that says, I want, I want, I want, and I don't have. I don't have, so I'm upset. I'm upset because I don't have, because this person is not doing what it is that I want them to do. And I will say this, there are, there are going to be practitioners who, who say that you can force something. Um, I don't, I don't follow that principle. I, I follow the principle of, you know, asking, believing and receiving and, you know, believing as if it is done without trying to force myself to believe that it's done or force the outcome or anything like that because the more force and pressure that I put on something, the more it drains my energy and the more that I feel exhausted and the more that I feel um, bad. Like I can feel the, the state of the person that I am trying to be in communication with. I can feel that they're just like, they, they, they feel that my energy that I'm putting out, my energy output might be icky, you know, because I'm trying to force something. So I, I do my best to, to go ahead and say, all right, um, I'm not going to force it. I'm just going to let it be as is. And the more that I let it be, the more that I detach from trying to force something, the more likely it is that whatever it is that I want is going to happen because I am living in the state of the end result and I am getting myself into that imaginal state. I am sitting with that. I am affirming for myself that it is already done and then I go about my day instead of trying to force it and getting frustrated. And another way that you can detach and allow something to just naturally happen for you is to say that it is important and that you care about it, but that you don't care about the when or how, you just know that it's going to happen. 
Because the more that we get attached to the when or how, that's where we start to check the 3D reality. We'll start to check the 3D reality and look at the 3D reality for proof. Detach from the idea that you need proof that it is working. Because the more that you're trying to logically look for proof, the more that you're trying to look for substantiated proof, the more that you are doubting yourself and your ability to be this attractive and magnetic person to what it is that you desire. Whether that's a specific person, whether that's an, whether that's an amount of money, whether that's a lifestyle, um, a job, or whatever it is. The more that you doubt your potency in being magnetic and attractive and um, worthy and capable and all of these different things that you want to be when it comes to manifesting your desires, the more that you doubt your potency in your attractiveness and your magnetism, the more that you are going to set yourself up to believe that you are not worthy, that you are not capable, that you are not enough, that you do not deserve to be with that person, that you do not deserve to have that amount of money, that you do not deserve to have that job. And you create what's called double-mindedness. Now, what is double-mindedness? Double-mindedness is the action and concept The state of being where on the one hand you are affirming and you are meditating and you are getting into the end of the wish fulfilled and you might be getting into that meditative state and you might be scripting, you might be meditating, you might be doing whatever it is, whatever practice it is that you feel works for you. You're doing that. So you're writing it down in a journal. You're keeping a journal and you're writing down your affirmations. You're writing down whatever it is that you hope to manifest. You're keeping a vision board and you're putting your uh, you're putting representations of your desires on a vision board. Um, you are meditating and you live in that that end result when you are in that meditative state and then as soon as you come out of it you're checking the 3d reality and you are getting back into that humdrum and that mindlessness and and the reason i call it mindlessness is because you're you're trying to you're trying to go at it from a place within your mind but it's also mindlessness because you are frantic. You're not within the right headspace for yourself. You are allowing yourself to feel panic. You are allowing yourself to feel peer, uh, to to feel peer, to feel fear. <laughs> You're allowing yourself to to feel fear. You're allowing yourself to feel doubt. You're checking the 3D reality and you're frantic and you're frantic and you're frantic, right? And it creates this frenetic energy that instead of being magnetic, it's repellent. And what you do is you repel your desires more than you draw them to you. Because you're, you're focused on the 3D reality for proof. An example that I have is, especially when it comes to belief, um, 
The idea of being a hopeless romantic can be double-minded because on one hand you are saying that you are a romantic and that your romantic charms and your romantic charisma should be able to attract people and they do but they don't hold they're they're not substantiated and they're not grounded they're not hardened into this attractiveness and this magnetic quality they're hardened in this belief that you will constantly be a hopeless romantic and that every person that you come across every person that you try to connect with is going to ghost you or that you're coming on too strong for them and then you can never find the right person because um, all of these people that you're going after are too stuck up or they're not on your wavelength or whatever. And the reason I'm bringing that, that, uh, that example up is because that recently happened to me with a friend of mine who I was, I was talking to and then he was telling me that um, he is no longer a, a friend of mine because he, he tried to um, come on to me and I wasn't, I wasn't about it. Um, but, <clears throat> and he was basically disrespecting, no, he wasn't basically, he was, he was full out disrespecting some boundaries that I had put in place. Um, because I had expressed the boundary several times within our friendship over seven years and um, he continued to disrespect my boundary. And I said, all right, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done catering to this. I'm done trying to say that you're different. I'm done trying to give you the benefit of the doubt because you're proving me wrong. Um, And every time I've even tried to, you know, change my concept of the relationship, it it just still was not whatever. Um, But he tells me, on one hand, that he is a hopeless romantic and that he appreciates aesthetics and he appreciates all of these different things and he he knows what he's attractive to in women and he likes um, women who are a little bit more um, curvy and, and a little bit more on the... Um, <clears throat> the cuddlier side, let, let's put it that way, um, because I, I like to use body positive language, um, because I am a cuddly woman, <laughs> um, but he likes a certain aesthetic, he likes a certain body type, he likes a certain type of hair color, eye color, whatever, he knows what he's physically attracted to, and he also knows what he is mentally and emotionally attracted to, he wants to feel valued. He wants to feel appreciated. He wants to feel as though his partner is actually attracted to him on more than just a physical level. And um, we were talking about that. And then he was telling me that he is on several dating apps and that he has been ghosted by 90% of the women that he has spoken to. And I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Or he's been told that he comes on too strong by 90% of these women. Or he'll have a or he'll have a woman who says, let's hang out, let's do something, and then she'll get frustrated with him because he might be doing something else until a certain time and can't hang out with him right then or anything like that. And he's attracting 
either women who are attracted to him for like a couple of days or weeks and then wind up ghosting him or women who will tell him that he comes on too strong and then flip the script (laughs) and I said I said to him one day I said have you ever thought that maybe you might be the common denominator because of the way that you believe about yourself and the way that you believe about love and the concepts that you have towards romantic love and he said no no I didn't think about that but maybe it could be. And then he said, well, if it is that, I I think I'm just going to go ahead and give up. And I'm like, see, that's where you're continuing to like, and I use this as an example. See, that's where you're continuing to create this concept for yourself that you don't deserve love and that, you know, you know, you want love and you know, the kind of love that you want and you know, the kind of relationship you want to be in. But because you're not getting it right then and there from the jumping point you're not going to be satisfied you want it to happen instantaneously as opposed to giving it time to develop you want to be able to come on to a woman and have her take the bait instead of actually developing something over the course of time you don't want to put in the work and the time and the time management and the effort. You want the woman doing all of that while you just get catered to. He didn't like that. <laughs> of course he didn't like that because I was calling him out. And um, I said, well, when you come from that perception, but then you're like, oh, but I want to be in love. What you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure because on one hand, you have this idea of what you want, but on the other hand, you you also have the idea of how much effort you are willing to put in, how much time you are willing to put into that person, how much investment you are willing to put into that person, and if you're not willing to put in enough investment, then how can you expect to get a lot of investment? If you're not putting forth investment, if you're not putting forth time and energy and effort, if you're not putting forth the energy that says that you are worth the time and energy and effort that you desire from somebody else by giving reciprocal energy and then also respecting whenever they do have boundaries, then how are you going to ever be in that relationship that you desire to be in? And another thing is that that concept of boundaries he was coming on to me and calling me pet names that I was just not comfortable with and I had expressed several times within our friendship over seven years look I'm not comfortable with this and he would get frustrated and he would either get frustrated or he would tell me that it wasn't going to happen and then he would do it again And then I'd be like, you're stepping over the boundary again. You're stepping over the boundary again. And then it was always this repetitive cycle where we were back and forth with our friendship and it never really helped. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like, I'm not going to continue to give my time and energy and effort away to a friendship that no matter how much I have wanted it to change, not not because of my concept, not because of the fact that I wasn't holding to a concept that it could. 
but because I was at that point where I had tried to hold that space, I had tried to create that space, I had tried to, I had tried to change that concept that, you know, he was different and that he wasn't going to hit on me all the time. And I I did, I did all of the work that I could do, um, to change that concept of that relationship and change how I was going to be treated and, you know, set my own boundaries and everything. And every time, every time, like clockwork, it was almost like it didn't adhere. And I had to realize that maybe, um, I needed to continue to just, I needed to just say goodbye to that friendship for good instead of trying to continue to, um, hold on to the idea that the friendship would change and that he would be more respectful when he has shown me time and time again over seven years that he's not going to (laughs) change so yeah it it was just it was just like what (laughs) um so the thing the thing that I want you to get from this though is that in order to really live in the end of the wish fulfilled with any intention that you have is to live from the intention and to not put your desires up on a pedestal to where you become obsessed with looking at the 3D reality for proof or you become obsessed with that person or you become obsessed with that money so much so to the point that you're frustrated that you don't have it already. Um, You don't want to create the obsession. But then you also do want to change not only your self-concept, like you do, um, but your self-concept isn't the only thing that you should be working on. You want to change your concept of how the world works with you. Instead of saying that the world is working against you, how is the world working with you? How is the world working for you? How is the universe working out for you? What are the beliefs that you have And how can you incorporate new beliefs that are more in line with what it is that you hope to manifest? Instead of continuing to say, oh, well, it's not going to happen. Oh, well, it can't happen. Oh, well, I'm not deserving of it. I'm not worthy. Blah, 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 (laughs) blah. Whatever it is that you are conceptualizing right now, if you want to change that concept, how can you change that concept? By starting with your beliefs. I hope that this episode gave you some clarity as to what it means to detach and also what it means to be able to live in the end and how you can change your beliefs on that. If you would like any further information or you would like to discuss this episode in further detail, you can send me a message directly through Spotify or Anchor or to my email address at cardomancybyalice at gmail.com. You're also free to follow me on Instagram and on TikTok if you would like to connect. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a great day. I love you, and I will see you again soon. Bye!